When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. And with you this morning, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Good morning, guys. Happy New Year. I, I, I think even into the second week yeah, you of January, if you haven't seen someone since the New Year, you can say Happy New Year. Larry David might clap back, but I, that's what I believe. Happy I, New Year, Key. Happy New Year's. You have a good Christmas, Key? You seem very ecstatic about life right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm always excited about life. This <laughs> <laughs> dude. About that. The Grinch. This dude. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. A lot has changed in the NFL since we were last here. Five teams have, uh, in the AFC, have clinched playoff spots. And there's one really interesting scenario we're going to get into in a little while in terms of the AFC playoff picture, like really interesting scenario. And five teams are in the mix for two spots in week 18. We're going to get to the latest in the AFC in 15 minutes. Then in the NFC, six teams have clinched and two teams, New Orleans and San Fran, are battling for the last spot. Mm. Maybe not as interesting yeah, for New you Orleans. Make that face? Yeah. Well, because because you don't don't do that. We to don't the believe fan New bases. Orleans is going to do anything do without a quarterback. Bases. They deserve to be in the playoffs if they want to fight for a playoff spot. I, for sure, okay. for sure. All right. But the whole idea of the playoffs is that you have a chance to win <laughs> to a win Super it. Bowl. You know what I mean? By the way, one of the teams in the NFC that have clinched are the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles clinched. So so what does that mean for Jalen Hurts? Here's Tim McManus, our Eagles reporter, on Jalen Hurts. From where I'm sitting, like, it's it's hard to move away from a 23-year-old who leads mm. your team to the postseason in his first year as a full-time starter. Exactly. You know, especially he's, he's coupled with a you know, first-year head coach in Nick Sirianni. The expectations were super low, and, and he's already exceeded them. And let's what, see what happens in the postseason. All, the, all that said... You know, the Eagles have absolutely been exploring other options. Yeah, of course they're exploring other options. Before he led him to the playoffs, why wouldn't he? If Deshaun Watson was available, I'd take Deshaun Watson. If Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson was available, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. There's no question about that. My pet peeve with the whole situation is that several weeks ago when he missed the game and Gardner Minshew took over, the whole world was ready to start Gardner Minshew. Because he had one of the Garner Minshew-type moment games, and it was like, oh, it's no guarantee that Jalen Hurts is the guy. He's just, you know, let's, let's see what he is. That was all the just the, the analyst, the football god, so-called, whatever you want to call it, in Philadelphia. Now he's led them to the playoffs. Not only is it leader on and off the field, I mean, it's just it's remarkable to hear how people still want to try and make it seem as though Jalen Hurts is just a guy with a jersey on. When you look at the quarterbacks that came out in his class, where they're at, or you look at the quarterbacks that came out a year or two before him, where they're at, 
he's led his team to the playoffs. Well, but here, here's I mean, what... Baker Mayfield, we were talking about if they should give Baker Mayfield a $400 extension <laughs> Maybe, but other four months were... ago. <laughs> Maybe other people were talking about if they – I mean, if they should, the answer is no. But Jalen Hurts, here's the thing, Key. Let's be fair about this. I, of course you don't start – Gardner Minshew over Jalen Hurts, but it's not that Gardner Minshew is not a starter. He is. It's that you know what he is. Started for who? That's what I'm saying. He can start. He, he has, has started. He has an He's, opportunity to he, start. But you know oh, what he is. God, you ain't no. winning a Super Bowl with Gardner Minshew. But Jalen Hurts has upside. But key, let's not get it twisted. It's not like you can say, well, of course, if Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers were available, then they would be looking at that. But Jay, if those quarterbacks were available to say the Chargers. The Chargers would be like, we're good. The Eagles they're, are not in that position. No, they're not, and they recognize that, of course. That's what Key mentioned their Well, names. the only reason but, why... Hold on, Key. The only thing I would say right off the top is that I don't think everybody was talking about Gardner Minshew being the starting quarterback. There was one radio guy specifically in Philadelphia that raised the issue that we addressed. For the most part, I do want to represent Philadelphia fans because I talked to a lot of them. Alan Yates, Pacasello, two guys on our show that are Philly fans that nobody said, hey, Minshew is our guy. They all have belief that Hurts was the guy. But let's be real. They're running the ball. They got. They, they actually feel like they understand. And the leadership that he's shown – especially with the way that whole stadium kind of collapsed at the Washington football team. Mm. That's You want somebody with that poise as the leader of your football team. Yeah, Damn, man. Yates a Philly fan now? I thought he was a New England Patriot fan. That was, <laughs> that's a new one in 2020. He tell me he's watching the 76ers all the time. I have no idea which way Yates is rolling. Yates, are you a Philly fan or what? Are we starting the year off like this? <laughs> that's that's, that's key this first. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to I – don't, I always thought you was a – New England fan, so I just yeah, want to be. I am. I do like to see the city do well for my father and keep my dad happy because, mm. you know, when mm. Philly fans are upset, you don't get free coffee, a whole bunch of things go wrong. So. Mm. Yeah, uh, and, and, and a lot of people, to, to, to uh, be correct there, Jay, when, you, when we say a lot of people, I'm not talking about everybody that covers sports. I'm talking about individuals that are in Philadelphia along with their fan base, and then there's certain players – around the leagues and there's certain uh, analysts on television shows and radio shows that felt like Gardner Minshew deserved the opportunity to push Jalen Hurts, which was utterly ridiculous of course. to me. Yeah, I mean, I, that, of course it's it, ridiculous. He, he is not a starter. If he was a starter, he would be starting, okay? And anybody in their right mind obviously know that the other quarterbacks that I mentioned is superior to where Jalen Hurts is at right now in his career. He is a second-round pick. There's no way in hell when you have a young quarterback in Los Angeles in, in Justin Herbert that was a high first-round pick that they're going to look to move on from him after year one. The same thing for Josh Rosen in Arizona. If Josh Rosen had done anything as a rookie, Kyler Murray wouldn't be there. Yeah, but, but Josh Key, Rosen no, no, my point down is, his leg. Key, there's no doubt what you're – that part is true. But let's not make it sound like if Justin Herbert was an undrafted rookie and he's done what he's done so far, they're not looking. Like, in other words, Jalen no, no, Hurts no, has no, done well. Are, but, but, but I promise you if he was an undrafted rookie and had, had played the way that he's been playing, they're still looking. Well, they'd it's be insane to do status. it. They'd, it's draft status. They'd be insane to do it. I mean, like, but if you're it, still it looking and you got Justin Herbert, you got a problem. It well, doesn't matter if they're insane or not. Well, by the way – it's draft status. Key, just, that is the way this league is built. Key, just they look because, at you where you're drafted. 
Just, I was going to say, the, the one thing that we're not talking about is, look, people are always going to say crazy stuff. Like, that always happens, especially for a team that they want to be, they want to see successful. The best thing that could continue to happen to Jalen Hurts is that people question whether or not he's the guy. That, that's been the theme of his entire career. You're it right. just fuels the fire for him, guys. You know, Key talks about his leadership off the field. Jalen Hurts sent a letter to the Washington um, football team and the NFL today asking, and I quote, what follow-up action is being considered after a railing at FedEx field collapsed Sunday night, which sent fans tumbling and it nearly hit him. And he followed up with a letter to the, to the, to the football team and to the league. It's like he, that's a, it's a it's grown man stuff, you know. Like Jalen Hurts is the kind of guy that is very easy to root for, and the kind of guy you want to be the face of your franchise. But now he's got to consistently perform to do it. His peaks are certainly high enough. He's just got to get more consistent now. I, I don't know how I feel about the I'm, the letter, the public letter. Right. It's like I I, I get safety. Obviously, everybody is aware that there are safety uh, concerns when you see something like that happen and the people that got hurt and you're happy that he didn't get hurt. But I I don't know it it still feels a little bit slightly weird to me. Am Mm -hmm. I off? Like like it's like it's like he's he's he's, way off. He's looking for publicity for it. Why am I way off? Well, because I I, I, I'll we'll we'll talk. We'll discuss when we come back from break. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline. So this is the thing, man. There is one scenario in Week 18 that I really want to see. <laughs> we probably won't see it, but oh my, I've never heard of anything like it. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear hotline. So we're going to get into this crazy scenario in the NFL in a second. But before we went to break, I mentioned, oh, look at Jalen Hurts sends a letter to the Washington football team and the league saying, what are you doing about the railings? Like, you know, safety of the fans and stuff. Jay, you were like, I don't know, something felt off. Key was like... Come on, no, you're off, Jay. 
What fell off about it to you, Jay? A couple, one thing, I'm not attacking his character. I've yep. known Jalen Hurts for a very long time. He's a sure. first-class individual. It just felt, when I said before, a little bit like a, a politician-like move, mm-hmm. right? Playing to his fan base. Because I, I feel like everybody saw the situation. You recognize it. You recognize that he handled himself with composure. But to have that be addressed with a public letter, that just kind of felt like a little bit of a politician Key, I know what he means, me. but to me, it just feels like the move is not to grandstand. The move is to kind of stick it to Washington at the same time, right? A divisional rival who's always messing things up. They can't ever do anything right. They're, they're under fire for all these different things. And on top of that, Jalen Hurts is like, watch this, CC the NFL. Are you, can <laughs> you guys true? keep your fans safe? I, I don't know. I, that's what it felt like to me. Yeah, I don't think he was going in that direction. In fact, I know he's not, it wasn't going in that direction. He, because one day he may wind up playing for the Washington football team or whatever their name is going to be changed to uh, here soon. I, I think, though, for him, he's showing leadership. He's showing that, hey, man, I can be the quarterback that y'all think I am not. I can be that leader. Everybody talks about how great these other quarterbacks are. If there's other quarterbacks around this league that sent the letter, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. We would have a different conversation. But so, it's funny, the letter doesn't make me see that. Just his actions within that moment allow me to see that. You know what I mean? Like, the action speaks louder than the letter, in my opinion. I just want to give him his due. I thought it was a I'll great deal. I feel yeah. you. Yep. So, let, let, let's talk about the AFC playoff picture, guys. Who do you guys think makes the playoffs, right? There are five teams vying for three spots. Now, Key, you've been high on Derek Carr all season since the preseason. Did I say three spots? It's two spots. Two spots. Yeah. Two spots. Two spots. Up, up you've, been, you've been high on Derek Carr all season. Um, the Raiders... Get if they they can get in by beating the Chargers Sunday on Sunday Night Football. Here are the AFC playoff scenarios: If the Colts lose to the Jags, the Chargers and the Raiders can both make the playoffs with a tie. This is key. This is this this is crazy to me. Like, would they just agree just to take both sides just take a knee and it ends in a tie to get into the playoffs? I get competitive integrity but in fact the integrity is preserved because you're healthy going into the playoffs could that happen end in a tie they both get in could they throw the game essentially by just chilling yeah yes i I don't know that they would do that to be honest with you um i don't i don't think they would do that no i don't think that they would do that because they're not going to help each other out they can care less about who gets in they just want to get in. One of the two want to get in. They both get in. Great. I, I don't see where they would do such a thing because that would certainly not be a good look for the National Football League. I mean, uh, Jay, it would be I a get great that. look for both teams, though. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. For both I, coaches, though. But, I, can but I, I'm not trying to help you. I've been beating your head in all year long. Why am I trying to help you get in the playoffs? Well, I, I get all the stuff about competitive integrity. I understand that. Look, I, I want to compete with everybody each and every day. That's how I'm built. But there is something from a fan perspective watching this, thinking about everything that the Raiders have been through this year. And Rich Bisaccia, how he's had to handle and the situation he's been put in. And then Brandon Staley and first-year head coach, where are they at? And there's something about the, all the injuries we've seen this year in the NFL, that it's going to come down to one game. And if both teams were to tie, they both get into the playoffs, there's something just looking at your opponent saying – Hey, look, there's a win-win situation for us both. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Well, I, I know even, the football, National Football League would never do this, but it would be really cool he, to see it he, happen. Here, here's what I, how I see it, guys. I get about, I get, you know, the integrity of the competition. I get it. 
I really do. But the reason I think it is preserved is because it's like this. You can take a risk to beat your rival, right? But you don't really gain anything by it other than hurting your rival. You get in and and your rival is out. Or you can agree to have zero risk and you get in. Now, you're not hurting your rival. You don't knock them out. But is knocking them out important enough to you that you risk not only not making the playoffs but also – Hurt, getting hurt going into the playoffs? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That sounds like cool, but I think we're being way too smart. Maybe. <laughs> no, Key, you think, honest, you they're going to play. They're going to play. Let's be honest. Right, you would imagine that being the league. Said, they're going to play. Key, how does Stop. that work? Does the league get in touch with anyone and <laughs> be like, y'all better not do that? No. Play, they, coach, coaches aren't doing that. They're, they're out there to compete and win. They, if either one of the two win, they get in, right? That, that's the bottom line. And if the, and if the, the coach lose, that's on the coach. Now the Raiders are going to try to win, and if they don't win, the Chargers won the game. The Chargers in India being that's just the way we're not. That that's like <laughs> fantasy, man. We don't live like that. Oh, we both should get in. We're in the same division. We beat each other's heads in every single week to try to get a one up on each other. Why would I all of a sudden get to the end of the season and we could have lunch together at halftime? All right, no. you know, you know what. <laughs> I think have a cup of tea together at halftime, kid. I think I don't even think it's about that. I just think it's about I take no risk and I get to go to the playoffs. It's not about I, I'm not worried about you. You do what you're going to do, but for me, I'm not getting hurt. Yeah. I'm not risking a loss. I'm in the playoffs. Here, I would love to see yeah, both Max, teams be in the playoffs. Man, it's but, hard. Yeah, for me probably. But, but, sit here uh, and listen to that. And, and here, I'll say this: like, give it to you on college basketball terms, right? Yeah. It's like, hey, if there were playoffs happening for March Madness, and if we were to come to, I, it wouldn't work in basketball because you can't tie. But if hypothetically you were able to tie. You're telling me if I'm playing against North Carolina, yeah, right. I'm going to say, hey, guys, let's just both, let's just both that, get that's it. That's different. Hell man. no. Somehow that no. rivalry is different than well, this say, one. Or, or Maryland. What, what, when Maryland was in the ACC. It doesn't matter. If you're in the ACC, I want to I see you. you lose. I hear the you. The Chargers-Raiders rivalry is one of the most intense rivalries in the National Football League. Uh, where if would you not, put it, Raiders-Chargers <laughs> in, in among the intense rivalries? Oh, my God. You're talking about the history of it, though, Key. That's yeah, what, yeah. Not no, I'm talking years. about it, every, no matter who's good, who's bad. The Raiders-Chargers rivalry dates back from to the AFL. Yeah. yeah, the Raiders have a lot of fans. That's all I'm saying. The Chargers are looking to get a lot of fans. By the way, the Raiders also had a ton of adversity this season. John Gruden really? was forced to resign. Henry Ruggs was released after he was involved in a fatal car accident and charged with a DUI. So now they have, they, like, the, the question is, how have they continued to stay in the hunt? Well, our very own Marcus Spears says one guy in particular deserves a ton of credit. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. If Derek Carr is not the quarterback of the Raiders, they're not here. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just talking That's about huge. football. That's if huge. If you think about the press conferences after the John Gruden thing, yeah, after awesome. the Henry Ruggs yeah. thing, if he is not their quarterback, this team is not there. Well, I would I would say that um, because when you you can't talk about Derek Carr without talking about the football aspects of things, the seventy percent completion percentage, second in the league. I mean, when you think about all of those sort of things, on top of the leadership, being a starting quarterback in the National Football League. You are supposed to be the leader. I just mentioned and talked about Jalen Hurts being the leader. 
There's a guy in Cincinnati and Joe Youngborough, a leader, Tom Brady, a leader, Aaron Rodgers, a leader. When you talk about quarterbacks that are having success, it's because of their leadership skills. I don't know any quarterback that has success with no leadership skills. Kyler Murray has leadership skills. So the Raiders are in an interesting situation because midway through the year, they got a little skid going. We figured, ah, here we go. Raiders are doing it again. Now it's winner take home, winner take all Sunday night at 8.30 Eastern time against the Chargers, which is one of their biggest rivalries. And it gives an opportunity now to see where they're going to be beyond this year. That is straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. <clears throat> so should, given what the Raiders are doing, Rich Bisaccia, be kept long-term? Or are the Raiders going big name hunting for a new coach? We're going to get into that in a half hour. But coming up from playoffs to last place and what that means for the Cleveland Browns' Mm -hmm. present quarterback. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Morning, everybody. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're all back with you this morning. Uh, The AFC North is a wild division, right? The Bengals went from worst to first, won their first division title since 2015. (laughs) It was Joe Burrow. Oh, is that dude. All four teams have been in the playoffs in the last two seasons, like the Browns, who went last year to the playoffs, and this year find themselves likely finishing last. So what does that mean for Baker Mayfield, who won't play Week 18 and will have shoulder surgery this offseason? Here's Aaron Goldhammer from ESPN 850 Cleveland on Baker's future. Well, I think Baker has played his last game as a Brown. So I don't even think this is about competition. I think that he's just toast. Um, In part because I think the Browns are ready to move on, and in part because I think he wants a change of scenery, which I think you'll see that take place here over the course of the next couple of weeks. Um, So then the Browns have to come up with a better answer. And my guess is, guys, it'll come from one of two places. Now, the draft thing is really dicey this year. The Browns could end up with a top 10 pick, but there are no top 10 quarterbacks in this draft, I don't think. And I think what's most likely is there's a second tier of guys that come available in the Derek Carr, Matt Ryan conversation. And I would bet on one of those guys being the starting quarterback of the Browns next year. So there you have it. Key, Jay, conversation um, 
about Baker's future has begun. And he, already, Key, here's someone saying, yeah, he ain't going to play for the Browns again. Where are you on, on, on Baker and the Browns' future at quarterback and, and just, just this division going forward? Well, it certainly feels that way. There's about $19 million of future money in 2022 that's due to him because of the uh, picking up his fifth-year option. So, one, you have to figure out what you're going to do with that money to get off the books, whether you're trading him, keeping him around, rehabbing him, whatever, because when you got a torn labrum on your left shoulder, some of that may have factored into the way he played down the stretch in the end. As far as a future quarterback goes, the one thing that Aaron Goldhammer is certainly uh, right about is that there are no, as of right now, there are no, like, future Hall of Fame quarterback, so to speak, franchise guys that are entering in this year's draft. Um, there's going to always be a cast of characters out there in terms of names that are thrown out. Matt Ryan, uh, Carr, could you, do you make a run at Aaron Rodgers if he becomes available? What about Deshaun situation and Russell Wilson? Can you convince him? All, all of those sort of things will be out there, but I think you've probably seen the last of Baker Mayfield at the quarterback spot. I, I kind of sense that. I just, you know, when you think about how Andrew Berry thinks, and he's definitely an analytical mind, and you, you see, okay, what's my ceiling with Baker Mayfield? I, I think everybody has come to the conclusion, including himself, that, all right, this is, we can't get over this hump with Baker. Love Baker and his toughness. Love that grit that he brings to my team. But we need another level to this, or somebody who's more ready in big moments to help our team get over the hump. And I know there might be some issues contract-wise, but when I look at familiarity and I look at fit, I don't understand why people don't start talking more about Kirk Cousins being that guy for them. Now, I know you guys aren't high on Kirk Cousins. Because you already have Baker Mayfield. Yeah, you know, you're going to get another Baker Mayfield. You, you're you're going to get another Kirk mid-pack. Cousins and, but yeah. think about the success. I'm not that's fact, I'd rather Stefan- have Think Baker about than the Kirk. success that Kevin Stefanski had with Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. when they were both in Minnesota together. So there's familiarity. <laughs> and then think about this team is ready to win now. So when people start saying, hey, let's go back and you know, draft a quarterback, do you want to go through all that when you got Nick Chubb, when you got Kareem Hunt, you got all these guys who are you're built. There is talent for this team to win now. But key yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I, I hear what you're saying on the Kirk Cousins tip. I don't. I mean, I mean, I don't love it, Key. If, but if like, if you can't you get those other do, guys. Like, you know, if yeah, that's I, what you want to do, and you want to pay a guy forty million dollars to do that, then go ahead and do it. I mean, like you're gonna like why to me? Why pay? Is Kirk Cousins really better than Baker Mayfield? Yes. Yes. I, I don't think he is. I think, I think yeah, Baker's banged up all year. <laughs> no, he is. I think he's he better. is. He's better than him. I, I, okay, you guys could take Kirk Cousins. I'll take a healthy Baker. Now, you might say one of the reasons Baker's not healthy is because he's not big enough maybe to take – you know, he's not big enough given the fact that he's not that fast to play in the NFL healthy for very long. Maybe that's legit. But but Baker at his best is, you know, mid-pack. Yeah, I'm, I'm ba- Baker – He's just a guy, man, with a jersey on. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think Kirk is better than that? For this particular team, if you were to if you were to swap these two out, mm-hmm. this team would be better off with Kirk Cousins than Baker Mayfield. Thirty touchdowns, seven interceptions, thrown for close to four thousand yards, sixty six point four completion rate. Kirk, you talking about? Yes, yeah, but I mean, but, and but and and, and he has a better defense. I mean, it just. I think it would be a better situation. Now, look, would I rather have Carr yes. than Matt Ryan? 
than Kirk Cousins? Yes. 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 Yeah. So, you know, if there's a fallback there that Kirk Cousins is all of a sudden available at a number that makes sense, then maybe you look at it um, because you think he could give you what you're looking for in certain situations and you have some familiarity with the system and understanding. So maybe that's something that you do. Yeah, one of the things that is a problem, and I know that they drafted Baker not just because he had moxie, but because, you know, he was completing a very high percentage of his passes. All the analytics did like him, in fact. But one of the problems with also attaching that he has that something, that, that you know, intangible in big moments is that a lot of times if that's what you're leaning on, it means the dude's just not good enough. And Dominique Foxworth tweeted that Joe Burrow is who the Browns thought Baker was going to be. Swaggy underdog college transfer turned number one pick who can elevate a franchise. So, hold on a second. Yeah, yeah, I'm lost. Yeah, because, Key, I'm not a football expert like you, but watching both, I, I never was like, oh, yeah, Baker Mayfield is very similar to Joe Burrow. Like, I thought Joe Burrow was just different coming out of college. How, how did they – I, I got to ask Neek, how did the Browns think that Joe Burrow uh, – that Baker was going to be Joe Burrow when Baker was in before Joe Burrow? No, no, he's not he, – he's saying that the – The Browns were he hoping was that hoping. He was hoping. Like, what Joe Burrow has done for the Bengals, that's what the Browns were hoping Baker would be for them. Not that they had previous knowledge of what Joe Burrow was going to be, but the way it played out for the Bengals was the scenario, you know, beforehand that that the Browns were dreaming of this this quarterback with Got it. that special Got it. something, okay. you know, can come. Got it. Yeah, I, but that I, was never that was never the case in college, though. Baker Mayfield was a good college quarterback. I'll say it a thousand times, and I like Baker Mayfield. He was a good college quarterback in a good situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, he beat Ohio State in Ohio, and it took him to another level. It made everybody believe that this guy was something different. Uh, He would not have been the number one overall pick if it wasn't for John Dorsey, the former general manager. If Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Berry was picking at that time, although Andrew Berry was in the building, if they were picking at that time and had full autonomy to do what they wanted to, Baker Mayfield wouldn't have been the quarterback. It would have been Justin Herbert. Agreed. And just I mean, looking, it, it, yeah. you know. Just looking at Joe Burrow, like 6'4", 6'4 and a half. Oh, I'm sorry. It would have been like Sam Darnold or somebody. Yeah, yeah. Herbert came out with um, with Joe Burrow. I was just talking about the size and the frame of it. Like, Baker 6'1". Like, you stand that. Okay, you did an interview with him. Like, or was that probably virtual because it was during the pandemic. But No, but I've interviewed, I've interviewed him several times. In smaller size, right? Yeah, he's a small. He's, I mean, he's not – your typical prototypical 6'3 quarterback that most people like in the National Football League. He's a smaller, kind of pudgy guy. Um, that doesn't mean you can't be successful. I'm just saying, when you think about Jalen Hurts mean, and his doesn't size, doesn't mean he speed, couldn't be right? successful. That aspect of but it. But he, he, he looked in college like he was mobile. And then when he got to the no. NFL, you were like, he's not NFL mobile. Max? No, but I'm saying by college standards, he could move around, but not by NFL did standards. You, did you see him up against them teams that he played against? You know, like them Georgias and everything? Yeah, not he the ain't same. Looked yeah. Like, he ain't looked like he was mobile against them. The point about Joe Burrow, though, is not only does he have that special something, which he has, like, if you look at the track record, Joe Burrow had the greatest season 
of anyone who ever lived in the history of college football, and he capped it with the greatest game of anyone who in the history of college. Like, to do that, so in other words, you were just killing the game for a whole year, and now, okay, now it matters most. What are you going to do? And the guy on the other line, on, on the other side, Trevor Lawrence, is the anointed one. What Joe Burrow was so much better than, than Trevor Lawrence. Like, so much. It was crazy. So not only did he put up the numbers and everything, but when it mattered most, he balled out. And now he's doing it in the NFL. Does this mean that the Bengals are now the team to beat in this division, Key? It, it, until Lamar and the company get healthy, look, look, the Baltimore Ravens were decimated with injuries this year from top to bottom, from front to back. We all know that. They played several games with the backup quarterback and no Lamar Jackson. And when they had Lamar, he was carrying the entire team. I'm not ready to just be the prisoner in a moment for the Cincinnati Bengals. Congratulations to them. Hadn't won the division since 2015, doing an amazing job with the receivers, and the Cincinnati Bengals got it right with Jamar Chase. There's no question about it. But I'm not ready to just say all of a sudden that the Ravens are a team of history, and that's about all. That that I can't do that. Oh no too, doubt, man. the Ravens are going to be right just there. Yet. Ravens are no. going to be right there. And I'm not also going to discount the, the Pittsburgh Steelers because of Tomlin, right? Because of Tomlin. I mean, yeah. eight wins this year because of Tomlin and everything that that team's been through with Big Ben. And who knows? We talk a lot about Derek Carr and his situation with the Raiders. What if that's a good situation for Derek Carr? Can you imagine what the Steelers would be with a Derek Carr or Russell Wilson? It would be interesting to see if they're able to turn things around there as well. This is um, when you think about this division now. Tomlin, right. Tomlin, first coach ever. First 15 seasons, no losing record. Never, not once. Would he take a quarterback away? Doesn't matter. Like, he, he will not have a losing season. He's too competitive. Tomlin means Pittsburgh will compete. By the way, Harbaugh's also an excellent coach, and they have Lamar Jackson. They will be right there. The, and, and the Browns are a talented team, whatever they do at quarterback. Guys, the Bengals, they got Jamar Chase who already had the chemistry from college with Joe Burrow. They're both ballers. They got Mixon, they, so they have triplets. They also have depth at receiver. Guys, if they get uh, an impact offensive lineman and defender in this upcoming draft, which is entirely possible in the first two rounds, I'm just saying the Bengals, I'm not just giving them the division, but they are going to be a problem for the foreseeable future. No key? Aren't they going to? Look, they went from worst to first. Clinching the division this year. We are they, asking. They, yep. They got a good team. Yeah. They, There's they, no question about it. They're going to be, they're going to be here for a minute. Um, but the division as a whole is probably going to wind up being tough. It looks like it's shaping up that way for sure. And not to mention, let's see what Pittsburgh does about quarterback. So we're asking on Key, J and Max on Twitter, who's the most likely to go from worst to first in the NFL, across the NFL, by the way, almost every year, a team goes from worst to first in some division. It happens. It's commonplace in the NFL. Be a part of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. You can call us at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football bowl season is here, and fans are hyped. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. So, Key is going to rank... The last, sorry, the eight last place teams, eight divisions in the NFL. Someone had to finish last in each one of them. 
key. You're going to rank them in order of most likely to least likely to go from worst to first in 2022. From worst to first in 2022. At 7.15, Key is going to give you that list. The Giants are on that list. You think the Giants are? Oh, yeah, they're on the list, but <laughs> I don't know list. if they're going to be high on the list. I didn't list. say they were high on the list. I just said Bing they're on the bang. list. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're high on the list. And don't, don't let me get into Joe Judge and all that. We got to do that, too. Hey, yo. Oh, geez. Key, the thing about the Bengals in terms of, in terms of going forward, too, <laughs> is Joe Burrow even though I know he's not built like it exactly, has some athletic ability. He has some size. He has an arm. Like, he checks all the boxes. Even though he doesn't look like Justin Herbert, he does check all the boxes you want from a quarterback. And you have all the other kind of stuff on the team where you're really looking, as I said, for an O-lineman and a defender. He's not a small QB, though. No, he's not. He's like 6'4", right? Yeah, Joe Burrow's not small. He just he just got one of them funny bodies. Yeah, that's all. A little Humpty Dumpty body, a little bit. He just looked, you know, looked like a kid. That's all. He also, I want to say, he ran a sub four six forty at the combine. Like Burrow, I remember him. He's like, oh, he's kind of fast actually for a guy that size. I just feel like Burrow has all the attributes that you want your star-studded quarterback to have. Just yeah. like the poise, the arm, like his ability to see the field. And just, I mean, he, he's that bona fide leader. How about this? I saw a stat the other day. He's the first player in history in the NFL to have consecutive games of over 400 yards passing, four touchdowns, and no interceptions. Wow. I mean, uh, and did they win th- those games? Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, yeah. They, they did. Hold on, hold on. They did. But, but, right, right. But the, the reason I bring that up is the Chiefs were on an eight game winning streak. He won his division. By beating the hottest and best team in the conference on a, on a day when they were putting up points. Right? Like, he went head-to-head with Mahomes. Got him. Like, Bur- Burrow's the type. I, remember when they played the Packers and they were missing all those field goals and they went to overtime? Burrow threw an interception that buried them. I was shocked. I was really sitting there watching a second-year quarterback thinking, this, uh, playing against Aaron Rodgers, like, this is Joe Burrow time. That's the feeling he gives me. Mm. Good quarterback, man. He's a really good quarterback. No question about it. But let's just give it some more time, man. Let's not put him in Canton just yet. No, he's not in Canton just yet. What about Lamar Jackson, Key? Is Lamar Jackson heading for Canton? Got to give him some more time. He's got to get healthy. He's got to get healthy and stay on the field. I mean, that you know, their, their, their season basically went – South, when he started limping around, well, too much pressure on him to be the only guy on the team, basically, that gave him an opportunity to win. He's always been extremely durable throughout his career, Lamar, and everyone's always worried about injury given his style of play, and it was always like, yeah, but he doesn't. But then this year, he got hurt, and, and, his, and, and they could get through all the injuries, right? And Lamar could carry them right up until Lamar's not 100%. Here's John Harbaugh. Ravens head coach on Lamar's status for Sunday. I'm really hopeful. I mean, I told you, like I said last week, I'm hopeful for all of our quarterbacks. Uh, of course, you know, starting with Lamar, he's a starting quarterback. He's our guy. And I really want to see him out there on Sunday. I know the fans do. I know Lam- most of all Lamar does. So he's going to do everything he can to be out there. And, you know, you just I, you know, you can't make, a, you can't make a, a promise because we don't know. We, can't, we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Yeah, and, and the thing is, an interesting thing about, 
the injury, it's a lower ankle injury. Someone grabbed his ankle as he, they were rushing him to sack him. It's not like he was running. And I have this conversation with everybody all the time about these style quarterbacks. These style quarterbacks don't get hurt doing what they do. Yeah, They get hurt in the damn pocket doing what you want them to do or what people think they should be doing. They're not getting hurt because they're taking off and running like everybody says that they shouldn't be doing. They get hurt on the littlest injury inside the pocket. Key, by the way, to back that up, they actually did a study, I want to say about a year or two ago, that I, <laughs> I looked at, and it was like, uh, you are slightly more likely to be hurt in the pocket than outside the pocket. It's, it's, but it's very close, and, and a but lot of that's due that to what is, you're though, talking right? about, I think. Why is that? Because you're standing still, mm-hmm. and everybody else is going 90 miles an hour. Right. And you're just standing still. That's why they tell you, in practice, you got to run. Well, when we were playing now, they like out there in T-shirts and shorts. But when we were playing and guys would stand around, that's how other guys got hurt. It's like you're not moving, you're standing around, and that's the same thing with these quarterbacks at this style. If they're not moving and they're just standing there, somebody else is coming with force, their chances are you're going to get hurt. As much as I would love to see Lamar Jackson play, I wouldn't play. If he hasn't played in three weeks and the body doesn't feel right, and you're telling me there's a 7% chance for the Ravens to actually make the playoffs considering they win, Indy loses, the Chargers lose, and Miami loses. Like, I just rather let me protect my best asset that we have Absolutely. and make sure that he's in the best shape and condition for when we move forward. That's the most important. That 7% would have been a whole lot higher if Harbaugh would have just kicked them damn PATs. Speaking, facts. speaking of Harbaugh, is, is is little brother about to return to the NFL? That's coming up on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. The soothing tones of Max Keller. The dulcet tones, I think they're called. The dulcet <laughs> tones. ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Key, J. Will, and Max are back. Give me some energy. Let's go. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. 